Small is the new big. Hi, I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today's episode is Downsize Without Regret. And we know so many people that are downsizing for various reasons, and we thought it would be good to discuss some tips on how to do that. There's so much about downsizing, and it is not just for a certain point in your life. It is for everyone, no matter what stage you are in your life, because we all suffer now from overabundance. It's just too much. We have too much stuff, and that's tough weighs on you. So no matter whether you're at a point in your life when you don't need the size house you used to, you may just want to think about downsizing no matter what point you are in your life. Well, it's so interesting when you think about having a smaller space. Yes, you have less room for stuff, but think about it. Less to maintain, less stuff that you need to buy for your space, smaller utility bills, it's easier to find things. It's just kind of less stress. I mean, I'm just thinking about even cleaning. Those baseboards. That oh, were... those baseboards. No, well, no I got my your baseboard, baseboard buddy. buddy. You're okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's some law, it's not Murphy's Law, but it's a law where that work assigned to employees tends to fill up the time given to the employee to finish the work. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's the same way with stuff in your house. The bigger your house is, the more stuff. You're just going to end up filling up all the closets. Yeah, people are amazed that they do that. So I wouldn't worry that, oh, all my stuff's not going to fit in a smaller house. You have all that stuff because you had space for it. And downsizing has certainly been a trend in the last maybe eight, ten years. You don't have to look any further than the tiny house craze to see that that is absolutely true. There was a point in time where these mega houses were going up, and I think a lot of people were, they were evaluating themselves and maybe their neighbors by the amount of square footage they had. And that is unhealthy on so many levels. So I really applaud the whole trend of downsizing, making your home more manageable, using all the space you have. If people are listening and they have space in their homes that they don't use at all, try to find a way to use it. It's kind of bad juju not to be using all the rooms in your home. You should be getting in there. Uh, Go in there and read a book if you're not in there on a regular basis. And if you find that you have a lot of space that you're not using, maybe you want to consider downsizing. And we have so many great tips and ideas for you today. Kind of what you're saying, too. We have a study in this house. And I was always working at that large computer. And when I finally got a pretty fast gaming a computer that's a laptop that was fast enough to do all the stuff I needed to do, I really don't sit at the big computer anymore. So so I really don't need to study anymore. And we used to do a lot of entertaining where it was nice to have a dining room and a breakfast room and the stools in the kitchen. But, you know, we don't do it a lot anymore. So really one seating area is enough for us. So you can go down to a smaller space if that's something that you want to do. Yeah, and you just have to really be thoughtful about how you use the space. Tiny homes are probably not realistic for most people, but less space used in a more productive way is a really great way to live. As Anita mentioned earlier, you have less responsibility, less to care for, less cost, and it takes less time. And what do you get more of? What's the positive? Oh, you get more freedom. You get more flexibility. More time. 
yeah, more time and you get more money for other things. That's right. Like if your house needs to be painted and you're doing it or you're paying someone to do it, it's going to be less expense, less time if the house is smaller, things like that. Or if you want a house with lots of details, it's a lot more affordable to have it in a smaller house than a, a really large one. So I think there's a lot to be said for a smaller house. And I'd certainly be interested in moving to a smaller place. I'm, I'm down with that. You're down with downsizing. I love it. So the more sound pretty good to me. And I like what you just said about if you want a home with a lot of detail. And we don't necessarily mean gingerbread like I happen to have because I have a Victorian, but all kinds of great detail, maybe more expensive wallpaper, maybe more expensive molding. Maybe you finally get to get the floor that was salvaged from a barn in Vermont. Whatever you're into, you can probably get more of that. And again, another more if you're in a smaller space. I would prefer to have a home that's on a smaller scale, but it's done just the way I want it or, you know, close enough, as close as you can get within the budget. Exactly. And I'm even thinking like if you wanted to wallpaper your bathrooms, they're going to be smaller or you're going to have fewer of them. So I think we've covered why you might want to do this. I think let's talk about kind of how you you do it now, because I think there's kind of the how are you going to downsize your stuff? And then how do you work with a space that's smaller? What's your first tip, Kelly? Well, in a not so big house, if you're if you're in a bigger house now, or if you're in a house that just is too big for your needs right now, or too big for the amount of time that you're willing to put into it, think about moving to a space that's one third smaller. Half as big is probably a little too dramatic. Most people can shave off one third. In preparation for this episode, I listened to a really interesting TEDx talk about just this by an architect. Studies show, or at least their research showed, that most people don't even really notice if one third of their square footage is shaved off when they downsize. So that's just a general number to keep in mind if you are, in fact, in the market for looking around for homes. You can see what the square footage is. Slice a third off and you could start looking at homes in that range because most people don't even feel the impact of that. Cool. I like that idea. And if you're bold, you could do more than that. But I agree with you. I, I was afraid you were saying going down to one eight third. And that, <laughs> that made me wince. But when you said just shave off a third, I thought, oh, shave that seems so yeah. doable. And like I said, if you if we just took off our dining room, and our study, that might be it right there. And exactly. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even miss them, really. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's that's a great thing to think about. Well, once you have selected the house, you're going to have to kind of think about how much space you have. Before you even think about what you might be getting rid of, I think you really need to look at what you're working with. And so I would do that drawing on the paper of the space that you have and of all your pieces to see what's going to fit and where. And this is really not something that, that I would skip. I think it's very important to make sure you know exactly where everything's going because you don't want to pay movers to move stuff that are just not going to work in your new house. So I think that's something to keep in mind. You can do it on paper or you can do it digitally, but I think that's an, a very important step. And then once you have that, then you can kind of go into... Uh, what things you're going to get rid of. And the magic of a smaller house, although you've got the less square footage, as we've discussed, 
it can actually feel bigger and more spacious because you're using all of the rooms, you're using all of the areas. And so your spaces feel like they have substance. You're occupying them. They have purpose. Rather than just having extraneous guest rooms or in Anita's case now, a study that they're really not using. So you're looking for quality over quantity. And you're going to have to think about If you're going to look for another home, I mean, you're obviously not going to shave rooms off the home you have, right? So you're not going to, nobody renovates off. (laughs) Exactly. Most of the time, you're not removing anything. So you're probably going to be looking at a different home or, and I want to talk about more about this at the end, thinking about the home you're in in a different way. Because if you're in a home that's on the smaller side and you think, oh, if I only just had more square footage, I would be more impressive to my neighbors or I would uh, be able to be more organized or I would be able to fill in the blank. That is not true. So be happy where you are, but we're talking a little bit more about that at the end. But if you're moving to a smaller home, Think about how you're going to flow through the space. Anita just gave you some great tips about the furniture or pieces that you might be taking with you, but really analyze how the house is laid out and think about how you can maximize all the rooms. While you're doing that, try to think of ways to have multifunctional rooms. So maybe it's a study, but it's also a spare bedroom. Maybe the dining room is also your home office. I think there's a lot of ways to make one space work for more than one purpose because usually you're not using it for both things at the same time. So I think that there's a lot of ways that you can, and a lot of times there's a bedroom that people have that's extra that nobody's in. There's your study right there, but also put a day bed in there and then you can use it for both. The other thing I wanted to talk about, because as we're talking about downsizing, we really are probably going to be getting rid of stuff. I mean, I think that's part of this. And I really wanted to talk about that mindset of getting rid of stuff because so many people, I think, have a really hard time letting go of things and you're going to have to do that. Uh, It's just not all going to fit in this smaller space. And I've even had people ask me, how do you get rid of stuff? Because they know I'm a collector. But it's you can't hold on to everything so tightly like that. I think we really have to change the way we think about stuff and not hold on to things so tightly uh, because then this is going to be a very painful experience for you if you uh, don't have the ability to let go of things. And I wanted to just mention three benefits that I always think about when I'm getting rid of stuff. Uh, The first one is the joy of giving some of my things to someone I know will love them. So if you do have some things to get rid of that you are having a hard time with, is there somebody that you know would adore having it? And the joy of giving it to someone who needs it, the joy of giving it to someone who appreciates it, uh, that's no small thing. Uh, That's really something that's going to make you so happy. So I think that's something to keep in mind that although you're not going to have the joy of owning it, you're going to have the joy of seeing someone else enjoy it. The second joy is the stuff that you sell. Uh, Ching, ching. You're going to get cash for that uh, or find a way to get some cash for that. But so then there's that's that benefit. And then third thing is just the decluttering of your house. So those are the three benefits that I always keep in mind when I'm getting rid of stuff. You're so right on all accounts. And it really is a very important to be able to get a good perspective on the fact that it is just stuff. 
is just things. And it can be very burdensome for people to have so many things. It's also just freeing not to have to worry about all that stuff and pack it up and drag it around with you and find another place for it. So I really do encourage you to take a hard look at your things, whether you're downsizing or not, and really consider whether or not those things are adding to your life or whether they just have become burdened. I was with a client yesterday, right, Anita? We talked briefly and I said, I can't talk loud. I'm walking into a client's house. We decided it was going to be ruthless with compassion. That is how I was going to approach (laughs) her purging because I helped her in her other house and now she just brought all the stuff we never got rid of and she brought it to this new house and most of it's not working. So there was this particular very large framed print of some dogs, greeting card kind of dogs. Oh my. Mm -hmm. This thing was big, like it could go over the back of a sofa. There was no way she was ever going to use this. I had it. I She I'd pull it away from her a little bit. She'd pull it back. and I said, This is what I'm talking about. People have a hard time. I put it outside on the porch so we could move on to something else. I put it in my car and I told her I would take it. And I walked into the thrift store with this under my arm. And the woman ran up to me and said, oh, I have to have that. I'm a dog sitter. Oh, my. <laughs> this <laughs> would be perfect for my house. Freed it into the world, and it brought joy to someone um, almost immediately. It was crazy. Oh, oh, well, I found in going through the closet looking for something the other day, my father-in-law's diplomas oh. framed in these big frames. And I'm thinking, well, okay, I think I know how these go. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, hmm. I didn't know we still had those. So I set them in the discard pile. They were moved out of the discard pile. Didn't he go to Yale? Yes. Well, yes. It's a, it's a mm. Yale PhD. I guess that's mm. why. I don't know. But I'm like, it's not even your diploma. Style framing. <laughs> I just said, it's not even your diploma. Like, why are we keeping this? So, uh, but I kind of convinced people that mm-hmm. if we just took it out, so it had to be kept. I said, okay, what about if we just take it out of the frame? And, you know, so it's just kind of a, a sheet of paper at that point, and you can kind of uh, put Make it in it a, a folder. scroll. You could tie it with a ribbon. Use one well, of your beautiful velvet ribbons in France. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of put it up with some other uh, things that are kind of in a hole. So sometimes, I'll tell you with this stuff, if you have a spouse that can't let things go, you kind of put it in a let's think about it pile. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that's kind of the, well, you haven't thought about it in a year. Now it's, you know, we need to move it out of the house or you do something like that. So I agreed that we would, but there was another frame of when his dad, when he lived in Switzerland and it was, and I saw him eyeing it. I didn't get out of the house fast enough. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Don't put that with the mugs next time. You have to do that on the (laughs) I I can't leave it on the porch because yeah, then people say, what is this? So when we're talking about this excess stuff, I think an important thing to do is to identify and have a plan for where you're going to sell these things and who you're going to give them to. Um, Before we moved here, the house actually is the same. It's the same size as our previous house, but because of the layout, all the furniture wasn't going to work. So I actually had to hire a moving truck that they filled. I mean, it's not one of those big ones, but it was pretty full of, that's how much stuff I got rid of. And I took it to, they took it to a consignment store for me. And, you know, I did quite well with that. Um, that was a lot of cash that I was able to spend on some other things. So I, I mean, you did. Yeah. yeah My so parents I, did that too. Yeah. When they, they moved from uh, their house in Florida to Georgia, they did that. It was great. 
So that's really, and I know that's another thing people get hung up on is they have a hard time finding someplace. So do some research, look for resale shops, consignment stores. If you can't find something, then there's always Craigslist. Right, but don't do what my client did and bring it all to your new house. Bad idea. So I think there is the stuff that you're ready to get rid of, but then there's that pile that you know you should get rid of, but you're not ready to. I think maybe keep that in an, a separate kind of uh, holding space for when you are emotionally ready, because that stuff really does need to go. And if you are more in the purging, decluttering chapter in your life rather than downsizing right now, I would refer you to our recent Don't Deny the Urge to Purge episode. So if you haven't listened to that, we'll link that in the show notes for everyone. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Once there was a product designer named Jane who thought, wouldn't it be better to repair what we have than to make more stuff? And from that thought, Sugru was born. Sugru Multiple Glue is the perfect tool for small repairs and creative DIY projects. Described by Forbes as the 21st century duct tape, Sugru is great for repairing just about anything from ceramics to appliances, boots, leaky faucets, and more. Sugru comes in 10 different colors, which can all be mixed together to develop any shade you'd like. Sugru can also be used to hang lightweight objects, and it's removable. I used it over the weekend for two container pots. I realized that one had a crack in it, so I took out my Sugru, used the black to make the repair, filled the pots up with dirt, and watered the plants, and Sugru is holding the crack together perfectly. There are endless ways to use Sugru to fix your life. You'll get 10% off if you sign up for the awesome newsletter that Sugru produces. Head to the link that's in the show notes, scroll down, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll receive 10% off any of their DIY products. Better nutrition a goal for 2022? Well, then Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well, has to be on your mind and at your door. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef also makes cooking so easy so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying the delicious home-cooked meals. We love when Green Chef shows up at the door, but we also love taking it out of the box and prepping it together. It's simple. Everybody can get involved and then we can sit down to a delicious, well-balanced meal. You can also avoid the long lines at the grocery store. Green Chef is so convenient with the pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes that are delivered to the door. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every single week, featuring premium, clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef is now offering DTT listeners 130 bucks off your order plus free shipping. Go to greenchef.com slash DTT130 and use the code DTT130 to receive $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash DTT130 using the code DTT130 to save $130 and free shipping. We all know window treatments can make or break a design. They can also enhance the way you enjoy a room. Hunter Douglas can help you do just that with their innovative window shade designs, gorgeous fabrics, and control systems that are so advanced that they can be scheduled to automatically adjust to their optimal position throughout the day. Hunter Douglas offers shades, 
drapes, side panels, and even coordinating pillows. And when you tap into Hunter Douglas's Power View technology, your shades can be set to automatically reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation. I'm really intrigued by the side panels that Hunter Douglas is offering. So I ordered their style guide and also set up a consultation with a local dealer. And you can too. Visit hunterdouglas.com slash DTT and get your free Style Gets Smarter design guide with fresh takes, creative ideas, and smart solutions for dressing your windows. That's hunterdouglas.com slash DTT for your free design guide. Being a pet parent is a joy, but it's also a really big responsibility. Knowing something's up with them and not understanding why is one of the greatest challenges. Enter Fuzzy. Fuzzy is a telehealth service for pet parents that offers 24-7 access to personalized pet care from veterinary professionals. Through live chat and virtual vet consults, Fuzzy could have really come in handy when Emmett ate some weird berries out in our yard. Not only can Fuzzy help with your pet emergencies and questions, they can also recommend the exact right products for your pet. From getting your pet's diet just right to meeting their middle-of-the-night needs and finally figuring out what makes their breast smell that way, nothing is too big or small for a quick Fuzzy call. Right now, Fuzzy is offering our listeners a free seven-day trial membership. Go to yourfuzzy.com slash DTT to sign up. That's a free seven-day trial at yourfuzzy, Y-O-U-R-F-U-Z-Z-Y.com slash DTT. And there's more. For a limited time, Fuzzy is also offering a special discount of $20 off any of your pet's product needs with the promotion code DTT. That's yourfuzzy.com slash DTT for your free trial of Fuzzy with access to 24-7 personalized pet care and vet-recommended products. If you're tuning in here, you're just like us, and you love designing and decorating your spaces. And wouldn't it be fun to see your interior design ideas come to life? You can do that with Redecor. Redecor is an interior decorating mobile game that is so much fun to play. You can learn, have fun, and get better at what we all love, decorating. Redecor is a great creative outlet that lets your imagination run wild. You can experiment with different colors, materials, and textures as you design room after room. You can enter daily challenges and room challenges. You can be a judge. You can earn points and then have even more materials to play with as you design your rooms. I love the daily challenges. It keeps you really on point and give me new ideas to talk about with you. So practice your interior design skills and express your creativity with Redecor. Download Redecor for free on the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Redecor R-E-D-E-C-O-R on the App Store or Google Play. Downsizing is such a great idea on so many levels. And as I mentioned when we first started, so many points in your life. You don't have to wait till your kids are all grown and off in college to do this sort of thing. It's okay to say the house that I'm living in is basically not worth the effort anymore. It's taking too much of my time. I want to start a new business or I'd rather be out in the garden or I'd rather be going for a hike or I'd rather be planning uh, vacations uh, or what have you. You don't have to be a slave to the house you're in and you are not judged by the square footage of your home. So find a home that suits you 
that supports you and the people who live there with you, and that gives back to you a little bit rather than just sucking the life out of you. And I think that is something that is so important to realize that it doesn't have to be a burden to live in your home. It should be joyful. And if you're listening here, you love your home and you love decorating, you love thinking about it. But if it's overwhelming, that's not good. It's not good for your mental health or your physical health, really. So if you are downsizing, something that trips people up often is storage. It's easier said than done to purge and get rid of. That's why we talk about it with you a lot, because it is a hard thing to do. But think about how you're going to create storage for the things that you actually do want and need to keep. So multi-purpose furniture is a great idea. There are so many options in that realm right now. Sofas with storage, I have that in the barn. It's fantastic. The whole chase lifts up and I have in there uh, the pillows and the blankets and a comforter and uh, extra sets of sheets and things like that because the bed pulls out and we also have another uh, sort of a little twin chaise that lays flat because my daughters do have sleepovers out there often. So all that stuff can be right there, easy to get to. Benches with storage, a banquette in a kitchen area or a making a less formal dining area. Ballard has those banquettes already made. You don't have to have them uh, done custom. Many of them open up. You can store all kinds of things right in there. And I don't know why people don't use day beds for sofas more. I love having a day bed in, in a study or even in a living room. Uh, you just kind of put enough pillows on, use it like a sofa during the day. There's some really good looking ones out there. And I don't know if you've seen the one I just bought. No, Mm, I'm going to have to look. It's on Instagram. I'll have to send you that. Yeah, but look right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, go look. Uh, So, I mean, but there's so there's really some beautiful day beds. You just stuff more pillows on and then you can use them like a sofa during the day. Uh, Your dining room table, that can be a craft table. It can be a work from home desk at some time. Mm -hmm. You can replace side tables with small dressers, just anything like that where you've got more storage, you know, same footprint, but you've got all those drawers instead of just a table. And then uh, as far as your table goes, you know, go with a small table for whoever just lives in the house and then, you know, get one that has some leaves so that you can make it bigger when you have company. But when you don't have the company, you have more space and it's going to fit in there better. Uh, with just a smaller table. So I agree with you so much. Multifunctional spaces and multifunctional furniture. Oh my gosh, this day bed is gorgeous. Oh, okay. oh, so you hadn't seen it. It's beautiful. Now I'm really focusing on I'm like making it bigger. Hey, everybody has to go check out Anita's Instagram post. By the time you listen to this, it'll be a few back, a few squares back, but worthwhile looking at everything that she shares there. Anyway, it is gorgeous. Where did you get it? Well, it at Cedar Hill Farmhouse on Instagram. I bought that at House. That is my first House purchase, and it went very smoothly. Yeah, I've never made a purchase through there anywhere, but that is gorgeous. And it does not look like, because if you conjure a daybed in your mind, sometimes you think of those white iron ones that look really frilly like maybe they could be in a little girl's room this Mm. is gorgeous well thanks yeah it's wooden and it's it's kind of a french louis the 16th it's upholstered on the sides and the back yeah really good looking if you like collections so i have a massive display of dishes 
in this house. And so I know we're not going to live here forever. So I've already started thinking about, you know, what am I going to do when I go to a smaller space? And because it, it really does, will make me sad if I don't get to see my dishes. And if you know, we have, <laughs> you know, we have that little farmhouse uh, out in the country, which is actually, I think a third the size of this house. Oh, so there we go. Yes, okay, it's a third. Perfect. I can do it, but it is smaller. Uh, but there's no place there for me to display my dishes. Well, I finally bought this little baker's rack, basically. So it's an etage, like we talked about, right? Open yeah. shelving with yes. a marble countertop. I've displayed my dishes on there, out there. And not only did that add, and it's, but it's not big. But I just was mm-hmm. able to find a little nook to put that in. But it makes me so happy seeing my collection of dishes. And then it actually provided a lot more storage because those are the dishes that we use. So uh, there's a lot of things you can do. I I think even if you don't have as much space, I think find a way to display some of your favorite things. Because and it, it sounds like such a silly thing, but just being able to look at my dishes in the room, it I'm not kidding. It really makes me so happy, and it's oh, silly. I don't but it's think true. anyone listening, and certainly not your co-host, thinks that that's <laughs> silly. It's so important to be surrounded by the things that you love. Certainly not as important to be surrounded by the people and the pets you love, but right, the right. stuff that you love is really important too. And that is something that people should really listen to because you're displaying them. You're not just squirreling them away and keeping them just for the sake of keeping them. And using them. And using them. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, don't... So, I think that's some value. You may feel like, oh, I'm losing all this stuff going to a smaller space. That's why I'm saying just make the effort to find some way to display those things that really are meaningful to you. It might be your favorite books. Whatever it is, I think find a way to display those things and maybe you need to get a bookcase in or something but I think there's a way to do that we've covered so many great tips and steps to downsizing without regrets practical steps but there's also steps that I think you have to work through in your mind and your heart you really have to change your perspective if you're struggling with the idea of downsizing no matter what point you are in your life or if you're struggling with the idea that you're in less square footage than for some reason you think you ought to be in, then really think about your perspective. And if you change your perspective on the home that you're in, then you're going to learn to love it. And you're going to find places to keep all the things that you need and the things that you love. As Anita mentioned, if you have more space for storage, you will just fill it. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're filling it with things that are really making you feel good, really things that you even use or things that you will even need over time. So think about quality over quantity. Really consider the design and the layout of the home. Definitely work towards multi-purpose spaces. And think about the sense of shelter that a smaller home brings. Why does everybody go in the kitchen when you have a party, right? Because they all want to be together in a smaller space. There's something about a smaller space. Think about a cottage in the Cotswolds or a little cottage in Nantucket or just a small-sized home that's just so charming and inviting. There's something really fundamental about that feeling of home on a smaller scale. Well, and now that you brought that up, I have a friend who lives in a, I don't know, 10, 15,000 square foot house. I'm not really even sure. It's massive. 
And she came to my house a few years ago and we drove through the neighborhood. And, you know, my neighborhood's like yours. It's 100 years old. There's a lot of little bungalows Mm -hmm. uh, from the early 1900s. And when she saw them, and I'm talking about houses that are about, you know, about a thousand square feet. When she saw those, she said, oh, I wish we lived in one of those. (laughs) And I just looked at her. I said, you're kidding, right? She said, no, it reminds me of my grandma. She said, I just love those. She was, I could just move in right now. Wow. That says a lot right there. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. From a person who could be, I don't know, probably has an ice skating rink in her house. and She wants to live in a little cottage. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Love it. So what is the challenge step for today? Well, this is our DTT living room challenge. So we're on step eight, measure and create a floor plan. So, you know, now that you know your needs and wants, uh, it's time to put these into a floor plan to see what's going to make the cut. So just like we talked about in our episode today, you're going to use some graph paper and a pen, or you're going to use an app. And this is how you're going to put your floor plan together and start moving your furniture pieces around and make sure they're going to work. Uh, if you're not planning on making many changes to the layout in your in your living room, you may not really need to do much. You might just be able to, you might just be rearranging what you have, in which case just get some sliders and you can move them around. It really just kind of depends on how many changes you're planning to make to your living room. But definitely kind of work it out. If you're getting ready to buy something, I would definitely do this step first to make sure it's going to work well in your space. Or you can even cut out uh, some craft paper, the size of whatever chair or furniture or sofa you're going to use to make sure it's going to work in your space. So your deliverable is going to be a floor plan showing how you plan to use your space. And you're going to keep in mind the flow and make sure you know where all your furniture is going to go. So be sure you have all the measurements for any new pieces of furniture. Excellent. We're really moving along with this gorgeous living room. I'm excited to see everyone's living room. So please tag us. I'm My Soulful Home on Instagram and Anita is Cedar Hill Farmhouse. We'd love to see what you're up to. What is our definition for today? Well, I think this would work for somebody who's downsizing. It is a linen press. That is a piece of furniture that's a cupboard with shelves for storing linen and clothes. Uh, Typically, they were used for linen mostly uh, because in the old days, most of these tend to be antiques, but they have doors typically on the top. And when you open that, there's drawers there for clothing. And then the bottom typically has drawers that pull out that you can also put linens in. Uh, Now, I actually have an antique French linen press, and it has doors on the top and bottom, and then it has shelves inside. So they're not all the same, but often these tend to be large pieces, kind of like the size you would think of as an armoire, but they have the shelves already built in. Because now, you know, sometimes you can buy an armoire and it has shelves, but typically that has been converted from hanging clothes to, to the shelves for storing folded things. Yeah, absolutely. There were a couple of armoires left here. Actually, one in the, oh gosh, I don't even know how the guys got it down the stairs. We put it out in the barn and I use it for extra quilts and the outdoor pillows and whatnot. And we put shelves in it and that was really useful. Good to know about the linen press. And then when you see, you think it's an armoire and you open it up and now you'll know what it really is. That's great. There you go. I want to hear your crush. It's not a thing. So maybe it's more like a tip. There is a new location company called Studio Hive, and they are actively looking for beautiful spaces all over the country 
to then promote to photographers and brands who may want to film in your location. So it's super easy to sign up. I did. They approached me on Instagram. And as some of you may know, we have had our fair share of filming at this house. And it really is fun. And it it can be pretty lucrative. So if you would like to check out Studio Hive, I will put the link in the show notes and let them know that I sent you by putting in my soulful home because they're taking referrals right now. So word of mouth. So I am obviously able to connect with you by word of mouth through our podcast. So I wanted to share that with you. Anita, you should definitely sign up. You just never know. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while we get a scout come and then we, we book a filming and it's terrific. Oh, that sounds fun. I will do that. Why not? Yeah, definitely do it. How about your crash? It's on Netflix. It's a TV show called The Prisian Agency. No, it's a TV show about a family run real estate agency. So I think there's three sons and then the parents and they all have this real estate agency. They work out of their house and they do it all together. Now it's in French, but there are subtitles, but they deal with high end real estate. Is it a reality show? Yes. Yes, Oh, okay. It's real. So it's a, well, you know how these uh, shows go. Uh, I think it's I may have real. been working on a show like that with you. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, you know, I suspect some of the storylines are made up, if you know what I mean. Mm, uh, yeah. Because it's not, I mean, there's some storylines going on with them personally. I don't, I have no interest in that. I mean, not that they're not nice looking Just people. show me the houses. <laughs> I just want to see the properties. So uh, I think they spend way too much time on that. I don't really care. The people that watch this kind of stuff, I'm thinking, I want to see the houses, not, or the chateaus or whatever. I don't really care about if your grandma is on a dating site. So, sorry. That's kind of interesting, though. Not interested in that. (laughs) So, now here's the downside to it. Because it's in French, you have to read the subtitles. So I'm reading the subtitles. Meanwhile, they're flipping through the, the shot so fast, I miss some pictures uh, but oh. so I'm going to stop reading the subtitles when they're at the houses. Just enjoy. So I can just enjoy the photos because you know you don't really need to know all of what they're saying because no. you you get the gist of it when you're. I'm just there for the pictures. <laughs> I kind of am. Check that out if you are interested in high end French properties. Well, you may downsize to a French apartment or a Parisian apartment or something. So in keeping with the spirit of our episode today. Yes. Well, if you need help with your downsizing or with any decorating issue, Kelly and I would love to help you. We do this all the time and uh, we have lots of clients that have been very happy working with us. We do it virtually online. You send pictures and we talk by phone and walk you through things. So uh, you can find information about our consults at decoratingtipsandtricks.com forward slash consults. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.